You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Welcome back to the Quarter Life Crisis. I'm Soraya. I'm Daryl. And I'm Anthea. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about working from home burnouts. Mm. The reason why I came up with this topic is because I've been working from home for quite some time now, which I think was the better decision, all things considered, because, you know, it's a big space, there's a lot of people and stuff like that. Every now and then you'll hear, you know, in, in the bulletin board, there'll be, <laughs> there'll be a new case in this floor, new mm. case in that floor. Yeah. You'll always be hearing, like, you know, yeah. the first few times you hear, it's like, <gasps> you got to be careful. And the next time you say, ah, yeah, just another case, like, you know. Right. Um, right. Yeah, since that point, most of us who have been working home, suddenly there's this big overflow of work that has been coming in to the point where it got pretty overwhelming for, for everyone. And, you know, being in the creative industry, when you're stuck at home, yeah. you it's only can... inspired. Exactly. So, so you can only draw the same amount of inspiration, even if like... So my job is writing scripts, right? Mm. So you write one script and then another video request comes in with somewhat of a similar nature and you don't want it to be the same, but eventually it's... Is pretty it's, much the same. And then, like, there's so much stuff and, and you feel really tired. Um, last time, you know, when, when they said working from home, everyone's so, so excited, yeah. you know. Yeah, the novelty of it. Because, you know, Asian it, culture have never worked from home Exactly, ever. so it's not exactly. a norm. Yeah. yeah, we were like, ooh, I remember we were all, like, sending food to each other. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, we were all, like, ordering food. Oh, let me send to my friend. Here's an afternoon pick-me-up. And we Remember had... the Dalgona coffee face? Yes, that... Dalgona, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yes, yes. MCO 1.0. And, yeah. Oh, my God, MCO 1.0 feels like ancient history now. Remember that hype, yeah. And then and now, when, when you think of it, working from home it has become a thing where, you know, people are just so sick of it. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't speak for everyone. I, I, I don't know if some people still do enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gotten to a point where you can't get inspiration. There's a lot of work piling up. There's no human contact around you. You want to get something done. Mm. You know, it's no longer as easy as going over to a table. Yep. Hey, can you help me with this? Oh, can I schedule a meeting with you at 2 o'clock? And then you waste so much time and then you set a meeting and then it's just so much hassle. And you then know? you take 15 minutes trying to figure out technical, you know, issues. Can you hear me? Yeah. And it's mm. somebody talking and then, oh my gosh, after that, it's like 15 minutes. It's, it's already draining part of your energy. Exactly. And then to have to do that every single Single time. Every, every single, single time. time. Every, every single time. time. Have you gone back to the office at all? Every now and then, yes. Because you have shoots and stuff, we can't postpone them for so long. So we have mm. to physically be there. Right. So I've been going back for shoots on occasions every now and then. Last. So mm. those were like, you know, those bonus days where you have, you meet your colleagues and everything's, you know, like so fun. Yeah, I should look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, put on a clean shirt. Ooh, I'm going yeah, to see exactly. people today. Yeah, just having a purpose to dress up for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So coming back to the whole bonus burnout thing so all of this itself it's it's quite taxing and I remember at one point last month or so my my manager wrote this on our you know messaging platform mm. and she said you know a lot of people has been experiencing the same thing mm. and it actually happened to her as well mm. and she wrote down all her symptoms as oh. to how she identified that it was actually burnout and I read through all the symptoms and it's like that sounds huh. like me. <laughs> it's exactly me. I think the interesting thing is that people uh, don't often realize it, that it's already happening to them. Because you start to think that it might be just a thing that you go through, like something normal is maybe Asian work culture. Yeah. You know, you, you start to like internalize it and you're like, oh, I just got to adapt. I just got to do better. And then until you like found an article somewhere 
online and you're like, hang on, that's not right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, Daryl, did you manage to find her list? Yeah, I found it. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So let's hear them. Yes. Let's all, right. all go through them in our minds. <laughs> okay, so, so there's 10 points. There's quite a lot. Okay. Let's see how many of these boxes we tick. Are you dragging your feet to hop on conference calls? Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, you sit on conference calls through lunch and end up working on a report late into the evening. Number two. <laughs> Number three, the alarm goes off and you start checking emails immediately in your bed. I'm just going to say that uh, for the listeners who can't see, Anthea is nodding along to all of these. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, your inbox begun to fill up while your desire to respond diminishes. Your laptop becomes an extension of yourself, always by your side. A problem arises, you're alone in isolation of your home office to cope with the impact and find a solution. You find a way to cope with stress by using food, drugs, alcohol to cope. Ah. <laughs> All too familiar. All too familiar. Same thing, alcohol, chick, chick, chick. Skipping work or coming late and leaving early. Procrastinating, taking longer to get things done. And mm-hmm. the final one is a loss of motivation. Okay. So the thing is, when I saw this, and it occurred to me, like, mm, I'm feeling all of this, but does that actually mean burnout? So for a while, I was actually in denial because like, I never really succumbed. I never really thought that I may have burnout or, or whatever things like that, you know. Like you never thought uh, that you could be susceptible to it because exactly. you're like, I, you, you, maybe you thought you were quote unquote resilient enough to yes. not experience burnout. You're like, I can't burn out. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm just coasting along, yeah. right? And then it happens. Mm. And then you start questioning whether it's really burnout. Mm. And then I realized like, you know, at the end of the week, all I want to do is just crash and crash mm. and crash. Which which is not my usual weekend. My usual weekends are usually fun, chill, mm. spend time with families, friends and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and suddenly your whole lifestyle change and you know there's a reason to that. Hmm. Mm. But I have to say that I think I did start to feel some of that. But on and off, I have been coming back to the office for chunks mm. uh, for like periods at a time. When I came back to the office... It was the best feeling ever. I have mm. never been so excited to go to work and like, ooh, I'm going to get coffee from the coffee place downstairs. Wow, looking for parking is going to be so fun. And it- Looking for parking is going to be so fun. <laughs> Every day is like, do I have better luck today? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I mean, that's sad, right? But that really has been how it's felt. And I've, I have been waiting to dread. Oh, wake up in the morning. Oh God, I'm going to drag myself you to the work. Since. It hasn't happened. It has not happened since. And I think it's just because I'm I'm so grateful to be back around people and not just sitting alone in my house. But I mean, like, let, let's go to Anthea. Um, I think when it really hit, it was during MCO 2.0. Uh, so I think that started last October. Um, and ever since then, I have not been going going back to the office. Till now. Till now. So you haven't been back. It's been office. six months of working from home. You know, I at this rate, I really don't know when's the next time we can go back to the office. Mm. And as for burnout. What's your story? I think when MCO 2.0 hit, right, um, it was kind of like, oh man, we're like back to back to the whole work from home grind yeah. again. It really, really sank in sometime around November, December. So that was like pretty bad towards the end of the year. I think you start to realize that you can't switch off like your thoughts, like you're constantly thinking about work. It's like going from one task to another, even if you're on leave or during the weekends, it just kind of infiltrates like every moment of your time at home. You start to realize, you know, on very rare occasions when you get to clock off from work a bit earlier, like let's say eight or nine, you start to feel a bit uncomfortable. Clock off early as in eight or nine? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's early for me, you know, my typical uh, hours every day during weekdays, it's literally just kind of filled with work, right? So I don't usually have any me time until after like 10 o'clock. 
So that's a cutoff that I set for myself uh, nowadays. But previously, it can be up to 11 or 12. That was during MCO 1.0. Mm, it was, it was yeah, hours so, so long. Yeah. So some days when, you know, on the better days, you can clock off like eight or nine. And then you start to feel like, oh, hang on. This is kind of strange. Like, am I missing something at work? Yeah, you yeah. know, why am I just unusually so afraid? Yeah. And then you're like, start to, you itch around, you check your emails, you make sure everything is, is done for the day. You check your work messages to make sure that everything is covered for. So you, you start to feel a bit like on edge. And then, you know, just kind of itching for things to do and and you know by the time you get the, uh, the day's work done you got like your own time at like 10 30 onwards you try to stall right you, you want to savor as much of that alone time as you, you can have so even though you know that it's going to be at the expense of like your sleep right the next day you probably feel very tired if you don't get enough sleep but you're like man before the day ends i just want to enjoy as as many hours to myself as i can mm. because the moment when i wake up the grind starts all over again. And this is a thing, right? Yeah, there's this term with that people have coined it as revenge bedtime procrastination. Yes, revenge bedtime <laughs> procrastination. Revenge bedtime procrastination. What thing. is that? It's when you, your hours are just so long, as Anthea said, that at the end of the day, you have like a precious, maybe you've got a little bit of time before you go to sleep, but you try and stretch out that, that little time you have to yourself yeah. as long as you can. You procrastinate your bedtime as long as you can. You're like, I don't care. I'm going to watch another episode. Never mind, I can squeeze in another episode of whatever you're watching. Never mind, never mind. I'm going to scroll, 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 scroll through Instagram because I'm. this is the, all, the mm. only time mm, I mm, have mm. to myself all day long and I need to make it last. Right. And yes, you might end up sleeping at 3 and you can see 2 becoming 2.15, becoming 2.30, becoming 2.45. You're like, and you know, got to wake up in 4 or 5 hours you gotta, time. Yeah. I wouldn't say I face it all the time. Uh, <laughs> mainly because I think by the time I sleep, I just crash. I just oh I man, I really envy you. <laughs> so you're the, you're the kind of person that can just, once you like lie on the bed, you just go to sleep. Not always. Sometimes, uh, the funny story is, <laughs> ever since MCO 2.0, my friend somehow got me into TikTok. Talk. Oh my god! <laughs> so I don't post, I don't dance, whatsoever. But I just just browse through, and you could go on for hours, hours, hours and hours and hours. And remember at that point, yeah. So it'll be TikTok up until two, three o'clock. I think the thing about revenge bedtime procrastination is also because there is that very small window of time that you can be alone with your thoughts, right? Where you don't feel like someone is intruding like your mm. thought process. Um, it's just that you know, one or two hours, just you being at peace with your thoughts and not feeling guilty that you're not spending time right. thinking about work or responding to someone who's waiting for you to respond to them. I find it really precious and hard to come by nowadays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I think on occasions, I don't know if this is a condition or something, but the moment when I go to sleep and then I know the next morning I've got to wake up early for something, yeah. that's when I can't. I know, I'm exactly yeah. like you. Yes, yeah. so I think this is another symptom of, would you say it's another symptom of your work from home burnout or is this just... Yeah, so I, I think when I started to really realise that this burnout is real, um, because I was talking about not being able to shut off um, before this, right? It's when you also realise that you start to have sleeping difficulties mm -hmm. because you're also physically tired, but the moment you... You know, you try to go to bed, you can't shut off your mind and then you start thinking about your to-do list for the next day, for the whole week, especially if it's Sunday night, right? You've got the Monday morning uh, the next day. So you can't sleep. And exactly like what Daryl said, right? If you know that I got to be on my A game tomorrow morning, got to wake up at 8 because yeah. I got to start doing all these things. And then the more you try to sleep, the more that you can't. Sometime in November to December, I had so much trouble sleeping that I think there were quite a lot of days in a week where... 
I would just lie awake, and, you know, watching the clock tick by. Right. One, two o'clock, three o'clock. And then by the time it's like five o'clock and I'm supposed to wake up at like eight, mm. I start to panic because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be on my, you know, best performance tomorrow. Yeah, right. Yeah. It came to a point where I was so anxious every time when I'm, I'm about to sleep because I'm like, what if I can't sleep? You know, what if I stay awake for another six to seven hours, right? You try all the different remedies, you know, you get lavender candles, you you listen to like sleep podcasts, you go for workouts, you do alcohol, <laughs> nothing seems to work. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm only like 29, this can't be happening to me. There's one solution which I used to do every now and then at college, but I don't want to go back to it, but oh, it no. always does the trick. What was Cough it? mixture. Cough <laughs> mixture? Oh, wow. Wow, Daryl. Uh, that did the trick for you? Yep, all the time. Oh, wow. Just one dose. Did I, Mike no, just no, no, no. I'm not. This is not a health <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but that's the trick. I don't know if this works for you, but I get more and more anxious if I can. Because I, I have a cuckoo clock in my home, so I can hear the hour ticking mm. Oh, no. <laughs> so I got so anxious that I told my dad, you know, let's switch off the cuckoo clock. So that, that really helped, you know, the anxiety. Mm. Oh, man, the cuckoo clock had to be silenced. <laughs> <laughs> to that extent oh, yeah. to kill the cuckoo bird oh, <laughs> so until oh. now it's, it's been yeah but I just wanted to ask about that I mean you didn't you never used cough syrup no no but I mean did it get to the point that you had to um, so I got pretty bad to a point that I had to visit my GP um, so he was like this is not going to work mm. like you got to get some sleep um, so he actually prescribed me some Xanax just to help mm. with the anxiety and you know kind of like help me get into sleep mode and just be able to relax my mind right um, so I had to like take that on certain nights, uh, really, really when it was quite bad. But I think nowadays, I yeah, I try to like maybe fix my lifestyle, go for more exercise, just to reduce dependency on it. Really, so I think a lot of people has uh, found it really useful uh, when it comes to meditation. Something that I'm trying to get into as well, but. It's really ironic, right? Because meditation is all about quieting your mind. It's supposed to be something that's really, really simple. Mm. But it's actually not that easy to get into because we're so overly like stimulated every day. Like our thoughts are just like running mm. at such a fast pace, right? Yeah. And then I guess it doesn't help when you're trying to meditate and then your phone goes ding and then you're like, oh, <laughs> is that a work message? Yes, it's midnight, but your boss could be texting you. Your boss could be texting you, yeah. Right? So that Sometimes it just gets me thinking, what the hell are they doing in midnight you know <laughs> but, here, but here's the thing though and I actually wanted to go back to the, to talk about this so it's interesting yeah. that we're kind of segueing into it now which is do you think that because we're all at home right we cannot we're not in the office together so we can't really see what everyone is doing do you think your peers are bending over backwards to look busy and to look productive and I am doing well you know you can't see me you think I'm watching yeah. Netflix I'm not I'm not I'm actually working very hard mm-hmm. one so do you do you think that these late messages mm. are a symptom of that um um, in my case, I don't think so because the current company that I work with, they're very respectful of people's time. Eight hours a day means eight hours a day. I actually think that um, I almost succumbed to that. If you know that you've got a message, mm. even though it came in late, you know, it doesn't matter what time it comes in. But if I haven't responded to it, right, I start to feel... Yeah. <laughs> so even yep, if it's yep. like 11, I must... I have to I have to say something. I say, okay, got it. Thanks. Most of the time, I was working at that time anyway. Yeah. Um, when I was working yeah. from home. So it's not like I was off somewhere else bumming around. But the urge to say something and show that, yes, really, yep. I am genuinely here doing my work, okay? It was a very strong urge and I started to ask myself whoa why am I 
such a slave to my WhatsApp and you know mm. but I, I think that's what work from home does to you, right? It's because you just feel extra scrutinized because no one is scrutinizing you. Does that make sense? Yeah. I guess I also want to ask, how else did your burnout manifest? I think the other thing is like, I think we also touched on that uh, briefly earlier when you said, uh, or was it Daryl mentioned the loss of motivation? Mm. So there's this thing like during weekends of like, I think I'm quite, I'm quite similar to Daryl in the sense that previously, you know, when we weren't working from home, weekends used to be like a time that you look forward to. Yeah. You know, you want to go out, you know, make plans with people. But nowadays, I find myself just kind of staying home most of the time. And this is sort of like listlessness. Mm. Like you just kind of like, you don't really have the energy or enthusiasm to do much. And you're just kind of always catching up on sleep. Like you're just so lethargic. Mm. So you want to spend a lot of time on your on, on your own, just recovering, right? And recharging before Monday starts again. Lolling the weekend away. Yeah, I call it a DND. You want What's a D? You want to do nothing, babe. (laughs) Yeah, I actually know what you mean. But you know what's interesting and kind of ironic, actually? You would think that after being cooped up in the house alone with your thoughts all week, you would want to be out and about with your friends. Mm. Can you figure out an explanation as to why that's not the case? And you guys are actually like, huh, I just want to chill. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to kind of have a D&D. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to the nature of work from home, right? I think like what you mentioned earlier, I think when people can't see each other face to face, there's sort of this, this kind of anxiety, right? When you try to overcompensate by just kind of being more present, um, being overly responsive even to like emails and stuff people are so overwhelmed and overly stimulated from Mm -hmm. Monday to Friday with all the work messages and tasks and expectations I think weekends are just a time that there's just no expectation from you Mm -hmm. so that's probably why like just want to save your time for yourself and I think it's just like you know, the bulk of your weekday, you know, like you said, you're cooped up with your own thoughts. It's not exactly your own thoughts. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. So it's like you want a couple of days in a week just to have your own thoughts. Right. It's because the, the rest of the week, it's, you know... Kind of doesn't belong to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. You're right, you're right. It, it is not, it's not your own thoughts that you're mm. alone with, right? Yeah. And it comes to a point where it's not like, okay, so you have your weekdays which are not your own thoughts and then you expect your weekends to be your own thoughts but end up you won't be able to do that because you you eat up your own thoughts day with recuperation (laughs) (laughs) so you're so busy sleeping that you have dreams and not thoughts yes (laughs) you know and and you know like you know how when people say when when you meditate like Anthea said you know when you meditate it's very difficult to go into a state of nothingness yep. but when you're tired on the weekends you literally is, it, it is the, nothing like, it, it's a state of nothingness that you crave so much on the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it comes in when you when you least expect it but you know now that we're talking about meditation maybe we should talk about coping mechanisms mm, mm. and the things that we all did mm. yeah. um, to try and deal with this work from right. burnout for me it's quite a few things I think running is definitely something that I've always been interested in I really try to slot in at least half an hour of a run uh, during weekdays when I can just to kind of like de-stress going out there um, I love like enjoying fresh air mm. and like especially when it's sunny outside it just changes your mood like mm. tremendously right so I think that's what I try to do and also I think at night once I finish my work uh, watching a lot of K-dramas has really helped me survive through like work from home, uh, long hours. Um, I think at the end of the day, I would kind of just kind of boil it down to just always have something to look forward to right. at home. Whatever form that, that could be, right? I mean, I live with my parents, so 
you know, sometimes it's also about looking forward to dinner with them. That's when we catch up about, you know, how's their day been? We could even talk about the news of the day. And this is little routine that I have with my with my parents is that every time, every night during dinner, I would ask them like, what's for breakfast tomorrow? What's for ah. dinner tomorrow? So it really helps to give you that little bit to look forward to. I mean, because mm. when you work from home every day, you wake up, I mean, you don't look forward to putting on new clothes. It's just a different pair of shorts, different <laughs> pair of t-shirts. <laughs> it's really not that much or to like it, change up your day. Or is it the same? <laughs> <laughs> or five, is it the same? Five days in a row. So, okay, I, that was not me. I'm just saying, <laughs> just would like to put that out there. Daryl, what about you? What did you do? Well, I cope? guess it's just most mostly filling up my time after work, which is why I do this. The, this podcast has been more of an escape really I mean like when you're, when you're just cooped up in your house you don't have much interaction it's just nice to have a escapism and escape a platform for you to just talk 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 it out and and you know the theme of our podcast is very it's very relatable to most of the problems that we face so I think it's very easy for you know mm. the, the more stressful I feel the more topic I have <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like therapeutic to just being able kinda, to talk to kinda, someone yeah. about it yeah so like Antia I started picking up running I started running with this running club in Monkara oh. go every Wednesday Ooh. oh wow yeah. running club yeah it's called oh, Godspeed Godspeed uh, yeah, I God, love the name Godspeed running club any other coping mechanisms mm, painting oh Oh, yeah, Daryl's really good. Oh, wow. Uh, no, but it's really oh, great wow. to channel that all that, that you know, that pent-up energy from the day mm. and that frustration from the day into something positive like yeah. painting or even or running. I think running is, and exercise is good. I think that's mm. how I mm. got through work from home. But I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know if I was ever burnt out. I was definitely stressed. I live alone. You just feel yourself shriveling up every day, yep. bit by bit mm-hmm. by bit, okay. and soon you're just a husk of your former self. And that's how I started to feel, really, like a husk. And throughout the whole day, you're just all alone. But I think the one good thing that, that came out of this, and I think I am reiterating myself, is discovering fitness. Mm. So mm. I bought my dumbbells. I borrowed my mom's yoga mat, which is mine now, because she is not going to want it back. Oh, hey. Started working out every day, and that was my escape. It's really important to really carve out that time for yourself, right? I think it's it's... it's a lot about setting boundaries and also really taking a step back, right? Mm. So a lot of times it's just asking yourself, does this really need to be done now? Like yeah. if I don't do this now, is is something like gonna happen? Is someone gonna suffer from it? So just kind of taking a step back, right? And I think once you do that for yourself, you feel so much better and you're almost in control. Yeah. Right. Instead of so letting it's prioritizing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Instead of letting the circumstances mm. like control you. Yeah. So. But it's true, right? I mean, I feel like Asian mentality, we we work too hard to just try to prove like you're overinflating the importance of things, mm. right? Yeah. You know, emails really do they need to be responded at twelve AM? Is it gonna make a difference if I respond it at six AM in the morning? doesn't make a difference for, for the most part no right yeah. but it's interesting that you also brought up Asian because I theorize that I think because we have um, a more traditional Asian mentality in the workplace and I think the concept of face is so tied in with our culture yeah. Yeah. that it's all about saving face and yeah. you know making sure that you look good like you're yeah. always there like you're always, always there. on standby and I guess that leads into another question about now that the, it looks like this work, that work from home is going to be it's just going to be the way that it is for yeah. the foreseeable future right oh I'm, no yeah so I mean I guess what needs to change so that everyone's mental health and just health in general manages to stay intact I think it really boils down to company culture it's really important as well, right? Just people being able to set that sort of expectation 
I think when you were talking about how, um, like for Asians, the, the, the idea of phase and like how well you succeeded in career and stuff, it's, I think, exacerbated by the fact that if your company culture actually promotes that, when people constantly compare you with like, why is your teammate, you know, responding to me at this hour, but you're not, you know, the kind of like mm. comparison, um, it's not really healthy. But at the same time, it's also up to your company or your bosses to actually set that, you know, a, a healthier work culture, right? Because I know some of my friends, their company have have actually set this like strictly no work weekends mm. or like c- certain things like so nobody is allowed to send work messages over weekends unless if it's absolutely um important mm. or even things like no meetings fridays you know or, you know, have like a, a one day of the week where people can actually um, have like a virtual hangout where you don't talk about work, mm. but, you know, just use it as a session to like keep in touch with each other. Talk about, yeah. you know, what interests you, what have you done for the week? It doesn't always have to be about work, work. Mm-hmm. or even like have like a half day off uh, once a month. You know, just so your people in the in the company feel like they're appreciated and that you right. take care of their mental health. I think that's really important. I think, you know, this whole working from home culture thing, it's still pretty fresh for everyone. Mm. I think it's just a matter of time until everyone gets used to it. Yeah. And it's only a matter of time until people do that, until we get, you know, proper guidelines, proper rules and regulations as to how you can deal with it. I think people are just very caught up it's just like I think part of the reason is because it's a pandemic so everyone wants to work extra hard but I think it's just for now I think you know if you go if you go on further I have that optimism that it will get better I think so if this is going to become the new norm and it is the new norm and if, if this is going to be the way things are for the foreseeable future hopefully we'll be better equipped yeah I mean like there's nothing much you can do to change your company or the place you work at Yeah, but you can do a lot to help yourself like that mm. I think it's really up to you how you make the best out of it because no one else is going to make it better for you but that's it if you like our intro and outro music you can always check out the guy who made it you can check him out on Instagram at Nidusmas Music N-I-D-U-S-M-A-S-M-U-S-I-C if you're wondering what Nidusmas is it's something backwards music follow us on our social media pages we are on Facebook and also on Instagram you can check us out at Quarter Life Crisis Shock it's Quarter Life Crisis S-Y-O-K if you have a topic which you would like to hear us speak about or if you would you know potentially want to be our guest in the future you can always slide in our DMs Anthea thank you again so much for coming here today thanks for having me it's been fun and sharing all your all the stories of your work from home burnout this has been another episode of the quarter life crisis i'm soraya i'm daryl i'm anthea till next time